his post by the door, the guardsman saw me do this and reached for his sword. The capitano had to raise his hand to quell him. Lola, I have no time for this. The capitano glanced anxiously over his shoulder into the darkness of the hallway. From a room at the far end, I could hear the muffled voices of men arguing in rapid-fire Italian. The rival contradas are here he said. We are discussing arrangements for the wreaths tomorrow. I must ask you to leave. The Capitano resumed his attempts to usher me to the door. I could see he was losing his patience, but I stood my ground. Let me see Nico. Please, Capitano, I've come all this way. When I said this, I only meant that it was a long distance to walk here, all the way from the villa, but the Capitano seemed to think my words had a deeper meaning. Yes, of course. It is a miracle, this journey you have made, Lola. He waved his hands dramatically. From New York to Italy, you have come home to us, your people. And tomorrow, you will ride in the greatest race in the world, the Palio for the glory of the Lupa, the Contrada of the Wolf. Everything depends on you, Lola. The conversation in the room beyond had become a shouting match. The Capitana was flustered, anxious to get back to his meeting. Very well, Lola, he said abruptly. I will allow it, but it is against all the rules of the Contrada, so you must tell no one. Are we agreed? I nodded. Then, quickly, come with me. I followed the Capitano down the hallway, through one of the many doorways that led off the main corridor. The room we entered had a high vaulted ceiling and walls lined with antique glass cabinets. Behind the glass, headless mannequins were dressed in Romeo and Juliet costumes with swords and flags and suits of armor propped up behind them. It looked like a museum exhibition, except tomorrow all these glass cases would be opened up and the museum would come to life. Quickly, Lola. The Capitano kept me moving past the display. We continued through a labyrinth of secret rooms and passages, that would have been impossible to navigate on my own. I stuck close as the Capitano took one turn after another until we reached a narrow corridor that led into an iron door. On the door was the head of a wolf, cast in black iron, life-sized, with two cross swords behind it and eyes made from grey stone. Those eyes! They seemed to glare at me, challenging me. The wolf looked so lifelike, its muscle jutting out, jaws open and teeth bared. If it had sprung from the door snarling and snapping, I wouldn't have been at all surprised. Beside me, the Capitano began muttering away, strange words that I didn't recognize, an incantation in Italian that seemed to be some kind of ancient ritual. As he spoke, he raised his hands up, palms spread out in front of the wolf's head, Then he placed both hands upon the hilts of the swords and pulled down hard. The swords acted as levers, splitting the wolf's face in two and opening the doors to reveal what lay on the other side, a spot.
spiral of stone stairs descending into darkness. I waited, expecting the Capitano to go on ahead, but he stepped back away from the edge of the stairwell to make room for me to pass him. You must go alone from here. I need to return to my meeting. And with that, he turned and left me at the top of the stairs. I peered down into the pitch black, my heart hammering. I had to do this. Nico was down there, and I hated to think of him alone and terrified in this strange place. I put out my hands, my fingertips brushing the cold stone wall to find my bearings. Then I took my first step and began my descent into the darkness. Feeling my way, shuffling along, I went down step by step until I reached the base of the stairwell. Here.